Shannon Sharp says he's had enough of Skip Bayless and is out at Undisputed. Why I think that ESPN will be pushing hard to try and team him up with Stephen A. Smith at first take and change the whole landscape of sports media. And in NBA Finals news, man, Miami takes game two. And I'm going to tell you guys why I think the Joker and Coach Malone and the whole Nuggets should be a little worried as they take the series back into Miami. Man, what is up? What is up? You already know what it is, man. Welcome to another episode of the Vance Barnes Show. I am him. He is me, Glitch of the Matrix, your host, Vance Barnes. Man, I appreciate y'all tapping in with me. It has been a minute. It has been a minute. I miss y'all. Um, I miss recording. It's been about four weeks. I was, you know, like I always say, man, you got to keep the, the main thing the main thing. And I was blessed enough to get an opportunity with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in their training camp and preseason of the, of the CFL, um, you know, living out my dream of being a professional football player, professional athlete. Um, sadly, got released at the end of final cuts, at the end of camp. But all in all, man, still grateful, still hold a high level of gratitude and just blessed to be there. Um, you know, it was an amazing experience. You learn a lot, you take from it. You know, you take, if you want to call it, your, your L's on the chin, whatever. Um, but that's, hey, that's that's football. That's professional football. It's, it's cutthroat. It's, you know, not everybody's included. This isn't college anymore. Um, so, but overall, great experience. But I couldn't wait to get back. Couldn't wait to get back to the pod. Couldn't wait to get back to the show. Just because, man, I know we got a ton to talk about. We got a ton to talk about. And like I said, I was in camp. And if you have been a, prof like, not even a professional athlete, if you've been a football player from college up, I'll say that. When you're in the midst of training camp, you have, like, no, like, recollection of time. Like, time doesn't exist. You don't know what day it is just because it's, it's football day to night, right? We would, you're up six all the way till... 10 at night, like it's just football, football, football. So, like, the little time I did have to watch some of the games that were going on, like, I feel like I missed out on so much. Like, I, I missed out on, like, the whole Lakers-Denver series. Um, I caught Game 7 of Boston-Miami. And just so much has happened since uh, we last spoke. But before I get into the NBA playoffs, I, I think there's two big things I want to talk about. Um, before we get to the NBA Finals, Game 2 was last night. I want to talk about Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp is out at Undisputed. Um, he says that after the NBA Finals, uh, they him and FS1 have reached a buyout. He will be out, um, out at Undisputed. No longer him and Skip Bayless, right? They reached a buyout. And it's crazy to think that it's already been seven years that the two have been together on FS1, right, on that show. Um, it seems like just yesterday, you know, it was Skip and Stephen A on first take. That whole thing went down. They moved, like, Skip moved to FS1, and now Shannon's there. And before our eyes, man, like I said, it's already been seven years. Shannon Sharp was was great on NFL Network, right? He was a, a great talent on NFL Network. But this Undisputed quickly turned him into a household name, right? The The jokes the play-ons about the Henny and the Yak and the Cigars and LeBron and all the things that he, he brought to Undisputed to that show 
and quickly became a household name. He quickly became one of the best personalities in sports media, you know, during his run with Skip on Undisputed. So this is big. This is a big time news, right? And I am one to believe that Shannon Sharp is not just leaving Undisputed without already having some sort of like knowledge or something else in the back of his mind for what he wants his next move to be, right? Uh, that's that's me. I think that Shannon Sharp isn't just this isn't just on a whim. You know, we saw the we kind of saw the the downfall of this, right? We saw him and Skip. It got personal when they started talking about Tom Brady. Uh, and Skip kind of came at Shannon's career and, and you know we saw Shannon Sharp not show up uh, to work or to undisputed the Monday morning after or the Tuesday morning after DeMar Hamlin uh, got hurt and Skip Bayless' comments on Hamlin and, and playing the game and this and that. So you knew there was something going on behind the scenes or right? you knew there was something happening and this confirms it. It's not a shock to anybody but like I said Shannon Sharp Came one of the biggest personalities in sports media. So it is big time news. But like I said, I don't think Shannon Sharp is leaving Undisputed without already having some sort of like inkling of what he wants his next move to be. With that being said, I know that there are a ton of people. Like right when this news came out, there were a ton of people on Twitter talking about how crazy it would be to see Shannon and Stephen A on first take on ESPN, right? And I know y'all saw it. I know y'all saw the video. Stephen A on his podcast already mentioned that he would love to work with Shannon. But the way he mentioned it was like, oh, yeah, I would, uh, you know, love to work with him. You know, if it happens, it happens. You know, kind of just like, oh, if it happens, like throwing it out on the whim. I can tell you right now without any you know, knowledge of actually, this actually happening. I can tell you right now that Stephen A mentioned it and just threw it out like it was whatever. But I can tell you for certain that Stephen A knew of this beforehand, that sports journalists and, you know, just journalists in general that Stephen A is, I can tell you, I can promise you that Stephen A knew of this beforehand and I can tell you that he was already in Shannon's ear about joining him to do first take. I, I can promise you that, right? Stephen A has been putting more and more time into his podcast. You can see it if you follow Stephen A, if you're a fan of First Take, if you're a fan of his. You know that over the years, he has been the face of ESPN. Really, since Skip left ESPN and, and First Take, Stephen A was everywhere for ESPN. He's in the NBA Finals. He's doing, you know, appearances. Um on other shows on get up along with carrying first take but he put he's been putting more time more and more time into his podcast into his own platform and that to me could be like oh Stephen A's gearing up for life after ESPN right he's the biggest name in sports media and I understand that he I think he recently signed his new deal with ESPN um, in the last couple of years but you can tell he's he's gearing up for life after ESPN. And Shannon Sharp also has such a huge platform with his podcast and Club Shay Shay and the people and the guests that he has on. And he has created, like I said, he became a household name. Shannon Sharp now 
brings his own audience with him wherever he goes, right? That's why his podcast is so successful. That's why he is so successful successful at what he does on Undisputed. And no matter where he goes, he's bringing that fan base, that audience that wants to see Shannon Sharp with him, right? And if Shannon Sharp wanted to just focus on Club Shay Shay and have his own platform and do it that way, he most certainly could. He has that type of audience. He has that type of... Um, he can lead his own show now. That's what I'm trying to say. But if you guys could imagine Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp teaming up together on first take. Just imagine that, right? Just put that in your head. I've read... I recently read Stephen A.'s uh, autobiography, Straight Shooter, that just came out this past year. I absolutely loved it. It's definitely one... I think I talked about another podcast. It's definitely one I'm going to go back to. It's a great story. I think it... I, even if you're not a Stephen A. fan, it's a must read just because, like, man, getting out the mud. Like, anybody can respect and love a story of just somebody that we see right now at the top of his game. We see the success. We see how it ended, but we don't know what it took to get there. And just getting it out the mud in his book and his story is amazing, right? But in that book, Stephen A. talks about his time with Skip, right? He talks about his time, early time at ESPN. He talks about his time after Skip left with Max Kellerman, and he gives us his thoughts. He gives us his insight on what he thinks went right with Skip, what he thinks went wrong with Max Kellerman, and all these different things. So you get some sort of like inside knowledge on how Stephen A. Smith thinks about sports media and just the business in general, right? So how? So now I put that in my mind. I've read that. I, I, I get some sort of insight on how he thinks. I could totally see how Stephen A. is thinking about the possibility of getting a guy like Shannon Sharp to join him on his show, First Take ESPN, first thing in the morning, right? This move, I believe, if Shannon Sharp goes to First Take, this move would take both of their careers to the next level. Um... They're at two different points in their sports media career, it seems like, right? Like I said, it, you know, Shannon Sharp is quickly became a household name. Stephen A's been a household name for a while. He's the biggest name in sports media. But like I said, he's gearing up for his t to leave ESPN. He's gearing up for his time after first take. And he's already mentioned that he doesn't like first take. He doesn't want first take to be the biggest thing that he does. I think that this move would take both their careers to the next level. It would elevate Shannon Sharp from where he's already at. And Stephen A, for the next few years or however many long he wants to go on first take, would bring such that audience back. It would revamp first take. It would revamp ESPN. And combining them both would bring back true sports morning talk sh like shows, sports morning talk debate shows. Because let's be honest. ESPN has been a little iffy the past few years. ESPN, like, it used to be must-watch first, like, 9 o'clock hits, we're watching first take for at least, you know, their first discussion of, like, we want to hear his Stephen A's thoughts, uh, Skip's thoughts, even when Max Kellerman was there, like, we want to hear their thoughts on the game last night or the big snooze story that just came out. Like, we want to hear that. Now it's just kind of like, eh, if I got time, I'll watch it. If not... And ESPN has canceled a lot of shows. They struggle. Like they've struggled lately finding those guys. They just hired Pat McAfee and his crew to that big deal. Um, and Pat McAfee's going to bring his audience over, and that's going to be huge. And like I said, it's no. It's there's no secret that they have slacked. But if you get 
Stephen A. Smith and, and uh, Shannon Sharp together, right? Big time. Because First Take was at its prime when they had Stephen A. and Skip Bayless. And like I said, it was must-watch TV, but bringing in a guy like Shannon Sharp at the peak, or at, you know, the peak of his, like his, let's say television prime, we're talking about it in, in sports terms. Bringing in a guy like Shannon Sharp would bring fans and listeners back to that level again of, oh, it's must-watch TV. It can elevate Shannon Sharp's career, give him a bigger platform, because let's be honest, ESPN is bigger than FS1. Give him a bigger platform that he needs, and it would only it would elevate his podcast and Club Shay Shay, bring another audience to him, and then Stephen A. could like revitalize this whole ESPN company like he wants to, and then right off into the sunset, leave First Take and pursue whatever he wants to pursue, knowing that he left First Take in good hands. Right? Sounds like a win-win to me. I don't know. I. It, when it happens, if it does happen, I hope it happens. Um, I'm going to come back to this. I'm definitely going to tell y'all I told y'all so. But I am super, um, just because I'm in this space too, obviously at a very, very much smaller uh, level. I, I'm, I'm excited to see where Shannon Sharp takes his next move, what he does. Um, so like I said, he, he brings his own audience. He brings his own fan base. And he can definitely, if he wanted to, be the lead at his own platform. Uh, which is Club Shay Shay. So, but off that into NBA Finals news, man. Let's get into it. Series is tied 1-1 after Game Two yesterday. And before I get into the actual game itself, before I get into the actual series itself, I know for a fact. I know for a fact. They showed Adam Silver and his wife last night at the game, cheering, looking happy. I just know that Adam Silver is hot that Denver is in the finals because. Yeah, these are the two teams that played the best in the playoffs, right? Denver and Miami. Nobody can like those. These teams have looked the two best in the like, the whole playoffs, and you know, so the two best teams made it. But Denver is just not a sexy team at all. Nobody really likes like they have obviously Nikola Jokic, which is a superstar, um, or get to that conversation later. If he is actually a superstar, he's obviously superstar talent two-time MVP, he's arguably one of the best players in the league, but they're just not a sexy team. And no disrespect to these legends, because I know y'all gonna get on me, no disrespect to these legends, but it's so funny that like, when you go to a, guy, a, a team like LA or Milwaukee, they're showing a guy like Kareem, or oh, there's Magic Johnson in the stands, or you know, these, these legends of guys that you see show up at the game and celebrities. Denver is showing us guys like David Thompson and Dan Issel and Alex English as like the mega greats in the all time. Like no disrespect to them, obviously legends, great players of the game, but it's just funny because those aren't household names. And the only reason I know them is because I'm a basketball fan and honestly because of 2K. 2K, the all time teams that you play with your boys, that's the only reason why I know who these guys are. And like I said, you go to other teams, they're showing their, their legends. Uh, you go to the Celtics, they're showing guys like KG, Paul Pierce, um, Larry Bird. Like, you know what I mean? Like The Nuggets just aren't a sexy team. They haven't had a sexy uh, franchise history. Like They better go ask Melo or somebody to come sit courtside um, for the rest of the series so they can show his face and be like, oh, look at Melo, the, the courtside legend. They better go ask AI if he can show up, even though he had a brief stint with the Nuggets, 
And not only that, man, I feel like the production that ESPN is putting into the finals just isn't up to standard, right? The only reason I know it's the the, the finals is because of the the on-the-court NBA Finals YouTube TV logo and then the logos in the back of the, you know, on the screens or whatever that say, that say NBA Finals. Other than that, you know, like in the Super Bowl when Fox or whoever, like, has special graphics for the Super Bowl, right? They have special graphics for the players. The, the look and the scoring and the play clock is different on the television. ESPN is treating this like it's a regular Wednesday night ESPN game during the regular season. And that's sad, man. Like, this is the NBA Finals. It's two best teams. Somebody's going to, like, it's, these are going to change legacies for forever um, for franchises, for players. And ESPN is just not doing a great job of production. Again, we've talked about it with Shannon. Like, the, the whole ESPN, for some reason, is just slacking. And they need to, like, step it up a notch. I don't know what they need creatively. But like I said, again, you watch this and then visually it just doesn't feel like an NBA Finals, right? But off that, in regards to the game itself on the court, I think I speak for all of us when I'm just saying, like, we all hope that this thing goes seven games, um, right? There, That's the only thing that will bring this series excitement. It's, it's good quality basketball, don't get me wrong. As a fan of the game, I, I appreciate it. Jokic, again, like I said, two times MVP. He's possibly the best player in the world currently. Um, he's obviously a superstar with his play, but as far as branding, marketability-wise, and just overall, like, bringing fans to the game, he's not He's not that guy, right? He's just not that guy, and I think he's okay with that. He's publicly said that that's not his game. Um, he was the last pick in the NBA All-Star game, which kind of shows that. Cause that's not his. That's just not him. That's not his game. His game isn't flashy. Uh, he's gonna get the ball. He's gonna do what he does, and he's gonna make everybody around him better. But in regards to this game, right? Eric Spoelstra just does not get enough credit for being one of the best coaches that the NBA has ever seen. If they go on to win this thing, this would have to be the greatest playoff run ever, right? To get out of the play-in tournament to win an NBA Finals as an eight seed, beating the other conference's number one seed that who just, the Nuggets ran through the West. This would be the greatest playoff run of all time and Eric Spolstra isn't getting enough credit, right? The adjustments he made in game two to get better looks at the basket and like basically saying like, hey, Jokic had 41, but he only had four assists. And it was funny, he, he was asked the question after the game, like how do you, by a reporter, and he kind of like answered it he was like, what are you talking about? Like, And I always thought about this too. Like, The reporter asked him, what do you think about, like, was that your plan to kind of turn Jokic into a score and take away his passing ability? And Eric Spolster was like, bro, what? Like, that's not, you can't just do that. That's not how the game works. And I always wondered that too because I'm not in the huddles. I didn't play high-level basketball. So I always wondered, like, how do you take a guy and say, hey, we're going to make him this like like a guy like LeBron like hey we're gonna make him score and we're gonna say hey the rest of you guys you guys are, are like you're gonna take him out the game and say the rest of you guys beat us right for instance I kind of understand that you can double him you can say hey pass it to another guy like make him shoot the shot but how do you make a guy like for instance they had Cody Zeller on him one possession 
And you could tell Spolster just wanted him one-on-one -on -one there. Like he didn't want the double because he didn't want Jokic finding the open player. Maybe that's what the reporter meant. But I found that question very hilarious too because it's like, you know, Jokic is going to get the basketball and do what he does regardless. Like he had 41, he only had four assists. I think that kind of comes off guys just not hitting shots. Um, with along with they had zero, absolutely zero production from Michael Porter Jr. and KCP. Like that was that was awful. And Miami simply shot way better game two from the three than they did in game one. Like in game one, they were getting great looks. They just weren't hitting. You could tell they were tired. It was a long series with Boston. They had to fly to Denver. Denver was fresh. But this second game, man, Denver only played eight guys. They only played eight guys this last game while Miami played ten. Like, they had ten guys get minutes. Now, I know you guys are probably saying, like, it doesn't seem like a big difference, eight guys to ten. Uh, teams in the finals, the starters usually play the majority of the minutes. But I think it's just something to take notice of, right? Jokic walked up the court yesterday. He looked exhausted. Maybe that's just how he always looks. Um, and, yeah, he just did play a full game. He just dropped 41. Obviously, he's going to be exhausted. But just something to watch here. I want to see how Denver plays this out. Are they going to play one or two more guys just to get some more quality, fresh legs, minutes in there? Um but yeah, just something to take notice of. I thought Miami's will to win was just high. I think the will to win and the will to be great is something that is overlooked, right? I think you see it with this Miami team that they looked like they just wanted that game more than Denver. And they came out, like I said, they were tired. You could tell they came out game one. But from the jump in this game, they, they jumped on Denver early and they kept it up the whole game. Um getting down a little bit, coming back, but then that fourth quarter just willing themselves to win. Guys came to play. Duncan Robinson was hitting shots. Struess was finally hitting shots. Gabe Vincent was hitting shots. And it was crazy. If I am Nikola Jokic and Coach Malone, I am a little worried. I'm going to be honest. If I am those two guys, I'm looking at I'm going back to, like, we're going on the plane. We're headed to Miami. And I'm a little concerned with how my team just played these last two games because you really only want like you won game one by what seemed like a lot but if you watch the game Miami played awful and at some point in the fourth quarter they were still like only down nine they were still in it and they come back they basically hit the shots that they just were missing in game one and now they stole a game in Denver and now you guys have to go back to Miami like that was big time imagine if they would have went up it's for the two a two zero series is is a much different series than a 1-1 series, right? And now they got to go back to Miami or they have to go to Miami, um, play against a tough Heat team, and you give them and Eric Spolstra another opportunity to figure you guys out. Now I'm looking at MPJ and KCP like, yo, what are y'all doing? We're at home. You know, we got their fresh legs, and I think, like, combined, they probably hit, like, one or two threes last night. And they, you got zero production from both of those guys. Um, they didn't look like they really wanted to win down the stretch. Decent look from Jamal Murray at the end of the game. But again, something to just keep in mind. Are, are Denver going to keep with this eight-man rotation? Or are they going to add someone else to the mix just to get some fresh legs uh, that can maybe 
you know, run around and come off screens and guard guys like a Struess, a Duncan Robinson, or Gabe Vincent that are hitting threes. Even Kyle Lowry came to play yesterday. That was crazy. Like, he hitting threes over Jokic. Um, man, that was wild. I, I'm, I am, will be excited to see and ready to see how game three goes um, and the rest of the series plays out. Man, with that being said, I appreciate you guys tapping in with me. Much more to come this summer as we get into the NBA Finals, as we get into preseason of the NFL. Good to be back, man. If you've made it this far, uh, subscribe, like, comment on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, rate, share, comment, all that good stuff. Until next time, peace. Shannon Sharp says he's had enough of Skip Bayless and is out at Undisputed. Why I think that ESPN will be pushing hard to try and team him up with Stephen A. Smith at first take and change the whole landscape of sports media. And in NBA Finals news, man, Miami takes game two. And I'm going to tell you guys why I think the Joker and Coach Malone and the whole Nuggets should be a little worried as they take the series back into Miami.